Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, this is the Kyle Style Podcast, okay? We're, we're breaking down the, the global elites. We're breaking down the Illuminati, okay? We, we've got documents linking Osama bin Laden to George W. Bush and the black helicopters, okay? There's a war on to destroy your sovereignty, and I'm not going to stand for it. And I know I'm not the only one. I know the listeners out there are on the same side as me. we we got to keep up this fight for freedom. you got to buy gold buy guns, and uh, buy your emergency supplies. Oh, and uh, check out Infowars.com and PrisonPlanet.com for more news. <laughs> so, that was my uh, my Alex Jones uh, impersonation doing the, uh, the intro there to the Kyle Style podcast. And... A good intro, anyway, to the topic I wanted to talk about today. Uh, something a little more fun, maybe. It's a little more edgy, a little more... Well, not edgy, but a little more edge zone. It's a little silly at times. But the uh, one of my favorite topics, conspiracy theories, right? Now, conspiracy theories are... They're, they're even a business now, you know? There's, like, sort of cottage industry of... 9-11 truth stuff and you know you got uh, uh, Jesse Ventura has a show called Conspiracy Theory you had the uh, Joe Rogan questions everything investigating various uh, supernatural phenomena and uh, conspiracy theories and stuff and like the the thing about, like, the show Conspiracy Theory had all this drama in it, right? Like, like Alex Jones was featured on, on the Jesse Ventura Conspiracy Theory show. And, you know, like, they're gunning for you, Governor. And then Jesse Ventura's like, I'm hot on the trail of the secret uh, Illuminati airbase underneath the Denver airport. I was a Navy SEAL. And not to pick a fight with just Ventura, but, uh, you know, he actually wasn't necessarily a Navy SEAL. He was, like, a, a frogman and was, like, a, a precursor to the Navy SEALs, is my understanding. But, you know, he's still a bad motherfucker and just got a little kooky in his uh, older age. But the thing about conspiracy theories that I love is that uh, is that in a lot of ca- in a lot of instances, there's sort of these little uh, granules of truth in them. There's, like circumstantial evidence and things and and it makes as with people wanting to believe in i don't know fairies and and goblins and whatnot it makes the world a little more interesting it makes it, it makes the world seem a little more dynamic right like that there's stuff shifting and that there's people making decisions and uh it's gonna change the world around you and and in some sense you could be caught up in one of these things right and that it's not all just kind of a banal uh, a day-to-day kind of humdrum thing where you're just living your life. There's sort of these big motions, these big plays are at work, right? Makes the world more interesting. But uh, specifically conspiracy theories, like, well, specifically theory conspiracy theories in general, though, there's... This huge, especially with the rise of the internet, you can really go and find entire websites with forums and everything dedicated just to uh, conspiracy talk and conspiracy theories. And there's, within that, has kind of arisen a an almost self-aware aspect to things being conspiracy theories, right? Like, there are accusations that people who claim to be conspiracy theorists aren't actually conspiracy theorists. They're plants or moles by by the man, you know, by the spooks or the Illuminati or whoever, and they are trying to spread disinformation about conspiracy theories. And oftentimes debunkers are accused of this, right? And you have to. You just have to look at the fact that you still have 9/11 truthers, and they still have enough 
backing and enough oomph to, you know, buy billboards in, I don't know, Times Square and stuff like that to, you know, point out that there was Building 7 fell on the same day and, you know, the Bush was involved and all this stuff. But let's, um, but let's, uh, let's set the table if we, if we will, if you will, or if you won't, I'm going to lay it out for you. So the way I approach a lot of these things because there's endless wool spinning and endless just expounding of all kinds of crazy information that goes all different directions when you start really cracking open the conspiracy theory vault, right? And I like to keep in mind a certain definition, right? Now, you have an actual conspiracy, right? A couple people, like a caper, a couple people get together and they plan to rob a bank say they plan to rob a bank and they get together and plan say a bank robbery or a murder right they come up with the the escape routes and the the getaway driver and the procurement of their weapons and whatnot and the the blueprints for where they're gonna go you know rob the bank or kill people and then they execute the plan now when they get caught and they take them into jail and take them into court, they're going to charge them with conspiracy. Not just the actual execution, they're also going to charge them with conspiracy because it shows cunning to have planned ahead, right? Now, in that sense, uh, I, keep, I think of it this way. Business, in general, is a conspiracy, right? People meet in private. Uh, behind closed doors, and they make decisions about things like prices and product quality and release dates and all these things, and they don't want their competitors to know, and they don't want the public to know until it's you know best for them to let you know. So in, in a sense, it's at least potentially more innocent, right? Uh, never mind child slave labor or whatever's going on on the back end, but uh, in that sense, it's a conspiracy. They're planning things about you and you as a consumer anyway, maybe not you personally, but you as a consumer, and you're not allowed to know about it. So it's just come, become so accepted as a function of our society that we kind of allow it, and we allow certain things to be, I don't know, we allow some levels of secrecy, right? Same thing with our intelligence agencies and the military and government. We kind of go, well, okay, it let you, you don't have to tell us where... Uh, you know, the top secret project that we're working on is because then our enemies would know where it is and what it is. So we kind of grant this little leeway, which opens that all of this uh, secrecy, though, opens the door. And now you and now you enter into conspiracy theory, right? Now, conspiracy theory is not just a show starring Jesse Ventura, okay? It's a a proposed explanation that implies or at least or even directly accuses people of being involved in a conspiracy to not just do banal things like you know kind of release a new iphone in you know in plan that in secret but to i don't know round up americans and put them in concentration camps or uh or hide the alien bodies or uh you know, control the whole world and run everything and uh, dominate all of humanity, right? And there's a few, there's a few big players. And again, I'll try to include some links in the uh, description here for some of the main players. And and I think some of the the, the front runners. I, I actually don't count Jesse Ventura. He's kind of like a TV show host, and I know that he's a bit of a 9/11 truther a little bit and various other things. But he's not one of the main go-to's for me. For me, the main ones are people like Alex Jones. You have, uh, and Alex Jones is a, a radio show host in Texas. If you don't know, and and he talks like this, okay? And he talks about black helicopters. He talks about the uh, NAFTA, okay? And now this Trans-Pacific Partnership, which is all part of creating the New World Order, okay? 
and that's his angle. You got people like David Icke, who's is just fantastic. I mean, you don't have to believe what he's saying to listen to him and just kind of be blown away at how much the dude can talk and about all these different topics that he can rope together. His, his call it work, his body of writings and presentations and everything has been referred to as like the Rosetta Stone of conspiracies, right? It ties in a whole bunch of different stuff. And then you have people like uh, Michael Tessarian. And I, I really like Michael Tessarian as like a speaker. He, you know, he's like a he's like a, an Irishman and he has like a great accent and you can just kind of listen to him talking. But he talks about like, you know, us being the descendants of Atlantis and all kinds of like that, like magic is like real, but, you know, it's be black magic is being used to control everybody and they do it through the media. And, and it's it's just kind of. It's, it's out there, and it kind of goes a lot of different directions. Check this out. Here's the, in the 1700s, the television wasn't created then, but you'll get the idea from this incredible quote. This is from the Duke of Brunswick, who is the head of world Freemasonry, okay? Mm-hmm. And he wanted to disband world Freemasonry. And the reason why he did that is because he knew that it had been infiltrated by the Illuminati, by satanic, um, you know, Luciferian principles. Uh-huh. And here's what he got up and said. This is his own words. This is the Duke of Brunswick. He says, I have been convinced that we as an order have come under the power of some very evil occult order, profoundly versed in science, both occult and otherwise, Mm -hmm. though not infallible, their methods being black magic. That is to say, electromagnetic power, hypnotism, and powerful suggestion. We are convinced that this order is being controlled by some sun order after the nature of the Illuminati, if not by that order itself. So here is the top mason in the world at that time literally telling us that when he's talking about black magic, he is not speaking about some witch doctrine. He's speaking specifically about electromagnetic power, hypnotism, and powerful suggestion. He did so these, say, those are, those are exact words. I have it in the book, and I have these quotes like this in the book from top masons warning their own wow. order. George Washington also warned his own order about these forces, yeah. that they were using this kind of power. Now, if it's that old, think how sophisticated they, uh, they are today. And that will make sense of the world we're in. And what year was that in, that quote? 1700, 1795. Astonishing. Yeah. Well, he knew. He knew. Our friend Jordan Maxwell said of Atlantis, alien visitation and genetic manipulation. In some sense, I don't know what he actually believes is really going on. He just keeps expounding alternate history narratives and all this kind of stuff. So uh, David Icke is the guy who really put forward the uh, the reptilian uh, overlords idea it kind of took off culturally and you, you there's references to it here and there uh, you know David Icke reptilians but Michael Tessarian I think is maybe a little less well known uh, he's got a lot of videos and whatnot on YouTube and he's a presenter uh, he gives lectures and whatnot. But those are some of the main three. There are others that I, I think of as a little more obscure. And in a lot of ways, there's a lot of overlap between some of them. And so they are less, a little less prominent or less well-known. So these, these, these big three, right? These three horsemen kind of thing of the conspiracy world. Uh, they fall into uh, certain categories, right? For, for me, I break it into terrestrial conspiracies and supernatural conspiracies, right? Terrestrial conspiracies are something like, you know, Lee Harvey Oswald didn't act alone, right? You imply that maybe LBJ had a connection to Oswald or it was the CIA or uh, anti-Castro Cuban hitmen or something. But that's all terrestrial. That's just people were bought off and people kind of moved in the shadows and they they made really dark decisions uh, and got Oswald in position to shoot the rifle and kill the president. And, you know, there's the conspiracy theory. It doesn't necessarily... It, it strains credulity a little bit because none of those people that would have been involved have come forward. Same with 9-11. Any insiders are either either got offed or are being heavily blackmailed or something because by now you would think one person would have gone public with the story and blown the whole thing wide open. It would be the biggest story in 
you know, one of the biggest stories in American history, right? Biggest story since Benedict Arnold. If you could tie, uh, you know, George Bush uh, to to Osama bin Laden or, you know, the 9-11 attacks, right? If you could make a connection, would be massive, right? But those are all, again, terrestrial conspiracies there almost believable they have things like business interests or there's geopolitical things and you you can almost see the the thriller novel in it like the tom clancy thing and they they make sense in a sense right then on the other side so you have terrestrial conspiracies on the other side you have what i think of as like supernatural conspiracies or they have supernatural elements to them now, it's one thing to posit that there were terrestrial agents who wanted Kennedy dead, and they set up Oswald as a patsy. It, maybe he didn't even take the shot, but, you know, they set him up as the fall guy and made it seem like he was there and let him take the fall, and then Jack Ruby kills him, and maybe Jack Ruby was in on the whole thing. But it's all terrestrial. Then you have this idea that I've seen, I, f- I forget exactly where, because I've read a lot of different stuff, but... That the idea is, you know, JFK was going to reveal the existence of aliens, so they offed him. Or uh, JFK, or the, the killers were in league with the Illuminati, and JFK was going to, uh, you know, reveal that there's this conspiracy, and they didn't want that to happen, so they, they shot him. And the Illuminati aren't just rich people, right? They're... they're black magician wizards and they're Freemasons that uh, have magic powers and they uh, I've even seen stuff where it claims that like they're actually descended from Martians and just all kinds of crazy stuff where you now are introducing, it's not a matter of geopolitics, right? You're introducing magic and like supernatural stuff and I guess I'd count aliens in that because that is outside of what we consider to be normal reality, right? Now, if you're like me and you take a very sort of conservative approach to these things and you kind of even tut-tut and scoff at some of them, people in the conspiracy world can refer to you as like one of the sheeple, right? Or, like I said before, you're just another Illuminati agent. You're an agent of the New World Order and you're just... You know, you just haven't read what I've read and you haven't, uh, you know, you haven't come to the same conclusions I have because you haven't researched enough. The, the, the purpose that I have for even studying conspiracy theories is that in some sense, some of them are true and there are specific instances wherein things that were, you know, things that were said by the government, for example, or by a business, by an entire industry, were, they turned out to not be true. And they were strategic, you know, calculated uh, lies or or, uh, deceptions. And there are unsettling things from time to time that have been revealed, right? And... If you listen to the previous episode, there's this racial component to the uh, the radioactive waste in the landfill down near Ferguson. Uh, there are some people who think that they intentionally allowed that to be there because it's a black neighborhood or a black area around there. And that that's part of a systematic plan to try to drive them out or poison them or kill them. But we, there was a real medical conspiracy that was directed at African Americans, and that was the Tuskegee experiments, where uh, black Americans were, without their knowledge, injected with syphilis. And then their health over time and their deterioration over time uh, was monitored, right? And they didn't know they had it, it was some obscure, you know, project from some government health agency to do this experiment on these people. And I think that they, they maybe 
uh, forged the documents that was the disclaimer from the patients. So the patients didn't know what was happening. The institution didn't necessarily know what was happening. And this experiment went on even after they had accumulated all the data that they needed and it should have been over. They kept going with this experiment. Now that's what you could call a real conspiracy. There's another unsettling one that uh, if you if you're a listener of like the Joe Rogan podcast, you've heard him mention this many times. I had heard about it before that uh, listening to his podcast, but that's because I had followed some of Alex Jones's stuff, and he brings up some of this stuff in uh, I think it was Endgame was one of his movies that he put together where he kind of lays out a lot of his, um, I guess you could call it evidence, or at least his perspective as far as the, the global elites trying to destroy us at our very core. Um, but you had things like Operation Northwoods. And Operation Northwoods was, was this uh, proposed project that was passed around and approved by like the Joint Chiefs of Staff during the Kennedy administration. And this was to, uh, what they were going to do was crash uh, American airplanes, blame it, and, and kill Americans, presumably. And they were going to try to get it blamed on the Cubans, right? Now, this is frightening in the sense that it was eventually, you know, it was eventually, uh, you know, disapproved, or, you know, not approved. But we we know about that one. How many other horrific documents or plans or proposals were traded around in the halls of power now and then and uh, before that, you know, like... What, what are these people doing and talking about where this kind of plan, someone actually thought it up and they wrote it down. They didn't stop themselves and go, wait, this sounds incredibly awful. Now that I, you know, now that I wrote this down, I'm putting this right in the, sh right in the shredder, right? No one else can know that I just had that idea because that's a terrible idea. It probably won't work. And we're, you're, you're trying to, figure out logistically how to kill Americans to further some political goal, it's horrendous, right? It's, it's absolutely horrendous, but that's real. Um, I've Something that I've wanted to understand better is things like the Oliver North, uh, Iran-Contra thing. Like, we ran drugs with South American drug cartels and brought cocaine into the country and then use that money to like purchase weapons and then we use those we gave those weapons to uh to rebels in iran like it's it's this complicated thing with oliver north and i understand that there's like i mean he was tried for treason i think or he should have been anyway the the point is that, that some conspiracies are real, right? That's the, that's the crux, right? Is that some conspiracy theories are real or at least have an extreme component of being real, which then lends itself to if during World War II you can have a top-secret Manhattan Project where you build the most destructive device in the history of man that splits atoms, right? It splits matter apart. And you can keep that a secret. What else do we have? What else do we have uh, hidden in the vaults and in the hangars, right? Now, again, in a lot of ways, these are terrestrial conspiracies. People like David Icke, right, posit this strange notion that if you if you listen to his like six hour lectures which i've just sort of put them on from time to time as like background noise and just pay attention every once in a while when it seems like he's saying something interesting well i guess it's kind of all interesting but it's all a little too much from time to time and you know it's just sort of there but uh, his thing is that and apparently he's backpedaled from the reptilian thing uh 
But his thing was that uh, the global elites and the heads of uh, banks and corporations and industries and everything, these are all uh, Illuminati, Illuminati bloodlines. And they're interdimensional reptilians. And, and then in a sense he says, but they, they look like people because they are able to project like a hologram of looking like a person. But sometimes you'll see them transform, and he claims to have accounts from people who have seen this happen. And that, and then there's connections between the royal family and some of these, you know, global elites and, you know, child sex rings and uh, prostitution rings and murder and all kinds of stuff, which apparently there's a little bit of this kind of coming out right now. Uh, just recently, there's uh, like British Parliament and stuff like that. There was accusations of, well, at least the Prime Minister performing some kind of sex act on a severed head of a pig. I don't even quite know the whole story, but this came out, right? And then there's this alleged like child sex ring in the British government. Now, there's... I'm sure it wouldn't be the first, it's not the first, and it won't be the last sex scandal involving politicians. But it's interesting, right, that there's, he was talking about that stuff, and then here's this, you know, story comes out now. But that doesn't necessarily prove that the British royal family are blood-drinking aliens from another dimension that are giant reptiles. Television is a massive, massive, uh, mass hypnotist to the global mind mm. and what happens is it is implanting a belief in reality by the minute and then once we take on that belief implanted when information enters the eyes we edit it on the basis of that belief and so um, what the global population is um, subjecting uh, or is subjected to suffering from is actually literally mass hypnosis and when people when we talk about people who kind of start to see things and see the manipulation they couldn't see before what do we say about them what do they say about themselves they say I woke up exactly what they've done when people start to go hey I can see it now it's like someone has gone along like the the hypnotist and click their fingers and it's like oh I can see it now mass hypnosis and that is the greatest hypnotist on the planet and that's the basis of why it was created and when you um, when you start to research the uh, um, subliminals in advertising and television um, what staggers you is not you know what they do and what's there but the scale of it I mean it's like a, our consciousness is being hit by an explosion of this stuff because you see this is another interesting point now that's all awesome like I really love all of that concept and everything and it's sort of similar with Michael Tessarian, right? Like Michael Tessarian kind of does that, uh, I'd almost call it like the Scientology thing. He talks about all of our fears and our nightmares and our, our uh, worries being a product of our species being traumatized by meteor impacts in the past and like uh, spiritual warfare and uh, the you know, the destruction of Atlantis and Lemuria, which is, I think it's it's like the Pacific Ocean version of Atlantis, which there's, of course, no real evidence that Atlantis exists. Or is there? And it's just being hidden from us, right? But anyway, you introduce all this supernatural stuff, and it strains credulity, but something about all of these guys, right? whether it's the terrestrial conspiracies, because they all dabble in those as well, because those are a little more verifiable. You can't prove reptilian you know, DNA in Queen Elizabeth. But um, they all say and expound other secondary kind of ideas where you, it's, you can't, it's hard to disagree with them about those those uh, other aspects look when you realize how fake it all is the football the basketball the the lady gaga the justin bieber 
uh, you know, who g gives you these carbon tax messages. They tell your kids they got to love Justin Biebler, and then Biebler says, hand in your guns, pass the Cybersecurity Act, and... Uh, you know uh, the, the police state's good, and then and then your children are turned into mindless vassals who who now they they look up to some twit instead of looking up to Thomas Jefferson or or looking up to Nikola Tesla or looking up to uh, to Magellan. I mean, kids, Magellan's a lot cooler than Justin Bieber. He circumnavigated with one ship the entire planet. He was killed by wild natives before they got back to Portugal, and when they got back, there was only like 11 people alive of the 200 and something crew and the entire ship was rotting down to the waterline. That's destiny. That's will. That's striving. That's being a trailblazer and explore. Going into space. Mathematics. Quantum mechanics. The secrets of the universe. It's all there. Life is fiery with its beauty. It's incredible detail. Tuning into it. They want to shatter your mind. Talking about Justin Bieber. It's pure evil. They're taking your intellect and your soul and giving you Michael Jordan and Bieber. Unlock your human potential. Defeat the globalists who want to shatter your mind, your doorways to perception. I want to see you truly live. I want to see you truly be who you are. Ah, I don't want my progeny who's coming, my unborn grandchildren and great-grandchildren, to live in this nightmare system these control freaks have created where these wicked globalists are so threatened by human potential they poison the water, the vaccines, the food to turn us into a bunch of slugs, a bunch of lobotomized sloths so they can control us. It is a crime. It is the most jealous, envious, greedy, hateful, sickening thing the New World Order does, and that's why I am so pleased to be committed in the fight against them. That's why I don't care about my own life, except I want to continue to live to fight them. That's why I don't have fear. I only have fear of myself and my flesh and not being up to the challenge. And I ask you to look in the mirror and ask yourselves, what are you doing in this time of great challenge? What are you doing to unlock minds? Once you unlock a mind, once you unlock somebody, then they can unlock their soul. We can't unlock a soul. Only God can do that. But we can unlock minds. And once the mind is unlocked, once the intellect is turned on, then comes the discernment. Then comes the awakening of the soul. Then comes true enlightenment and empowerment. So the globalists seek to make you a bunch of jealous, stunted, weak, backstabbing, gibbering demons. All of us have the lower elements and the higher. We must strive for the higher. Stay with us! Um, David Icke puts forth this, this sort of little parable about uh, humans and comparing them to sheep and like sheep dogs, right? In some sense, sheep... You know, they're corralled and herded by sheepdogs. And a sheepdog could bite you, so you should be afraid of the sheepdog. Well, humans, like what he says is we out-sheeped the sheep. Humans don't even necessarily have to be cowed by a, uh, or corralled by a, a, a cop or a, a, someone going to do them violence. We do it to ourselves, and we impose it on each other. And this is the nature of our society, is, is kind of fear-based. People are afraid to do a thing, and other people see that they're afraid to do it, so then they must think there's a reason that they're, they're afraid to do it, and then everybody restrains themselves from going further, going to the edge, uh, excelling. And at the same time, that, that same mechanism is what keeps, tries to restrain people from, I think, like criminality. That same sense that you're going too far is a, a safety mechanism for society. But it doesn't necessarily have your best interests at heart when it restrains you, right? And Michael Tessarian has other things similar to that, like uh, inheriting your fears and your... Uh, your negative thought patterns like from your parents and they got them from their parents and so if you, you can compare that to addiction right you are genetically more susceptible to addiction you see your parents behaving as addicts and then you just accept that as normal 
and until you meet somebody who who either went through it and stopped and fought the addiction or you meet someone who doesn't understand addiction even they they, they have just never been addicted to anything you don't know that you shouldn't be an alcoholic because your your paradigm your whole mental model is centered around that so like that that's a good uh sort of um, analogy to the idea of handing down this past trauma kind of thing and so in that sense there's something there's something personal there there's something real and alex jones has that more sort of political aspect to his uh to his perspective which is that you know the the united states is is fucking awesome the constitution is awesome uh first amendment is great second amendment is great uh, we are all supposed to be created equal and we're all under God and we need to protect our sovereignty and we need to protect our rights. And it's, uh, also he talks sometimes about like the future of wanting to see America, you know, in, you know, a thousand years still be here and still be awesome. Right. And so it's hard, at least as an American, sorry, anybody from anywhere else, uh, as an American, it's hard to be opposed to that even when he then launches into a diatribe about uh you know trade deals and uh global elites and bilderberg group and all this other stuff it's it's all it's all really fast too and this is where now that i gave them a little credit i'm gonna kind of take some of it back because one of the things they do is david ike will david ike drowns you in information everything is connected to what he is talking about it's it's uh, aliens and it's roswell and it's uh secret underground military bases and it's uh high-tech weapons it's secret space programs and uh it goes back in time it goes back to you know uh, alternate versions of history and i think there's even like time travel and stuff in there i don't i don't even know it's just so much information there's no way that you could actually parse it all to know if any of it is true and real academics don't want to waste time on it is my perception i think they just don't want to waste time on it trying to disprove this one guy and all the claims he's making now alex jones talks about like you know five miles a minute and just pours out information that it's just piece 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 and you don't necessarily know if the first step in his argument is sound is actually true you go we we know that we we know that oswald didn't act alone okay and we know that kennedy was going to do this and then we know that the cia said this in a memo and step 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 and you're like whoa wait like we we just all know that oswald didn't act alone like we that's a common conspiracy theory a lot of people believe that but it's still a conspiracy theory until we know that someone else was involved you you have to get that information out to us you can't build an entire worldview around an assumption backed up by other circumstantial evidence and not be called a conspiracy theorist right it's it's you're not you're not being a historian you're not engaging in an actual uh uh structured argument you're just sort of expounding and you're expounding to serve maybe a, a, a benevolent goal, right? He's, he wants people to think about freedom and think about liberty and to fight uh, global tyranny. That's good, but you can't lie to people at the same time. Now, um, starting to run a bit long here, but you know this one I'm not necessarily researching specifically. Um, I've done some research in some of my other podcasts because I want to not sound like a complete idiot but this is just something i know a bit about and um so i'm gonna run a run a little bit long but uh if you've kept up with me trying to keep up with conspiracy theory stuff now we can continue now the the flaws in say like these three main guys right the flaws are what what is scientifically known as uh unfalsifiability okay 
if if David Icke says the Queen of England is a reptile person from another dimension, okay, you go, that's fucking awesome, and that would be a great movie. How could we possibly prove that that is so? Well, uh, you'd have to, I don't know, hit her with a gun from Ghostbusters or uh, throw a bucket of water on her and she'll turn back into a reptile? I mean, how do, how do you... You know, you get a sample of her blood, and then it's it's not red human blood; it's you know reptile blood. I don't know if he's ever even expounded on this at all, and it just is. It's unfalsifiable. There's he makes the claim, and there's no way for you to disprove the claim. Similar with Michael Tessarian, he talks about you know cyclical history, and that there's been like multiple ice ages and. Uh, humanity is you know older than we think it is and there's been tampering with our dna and all this other stuff and it's you know hundreds of thousands of years in the past and you're like i there is no possible way that we can really verify any of this stuff if it comes from some ancient text well there's all kinds of stuff in ancient texts that it just isn't true because they by the modern perceptions they didn't know anything about the you know physical reality of the solar system and the, the, they didn't understand the nature of germ theory or necessarily biology. How, how are they going to have documented something and uh, and pass that down and then he's the guy who knows about it? It's not common knowledge, right? It's, it's just this one guy knows about it. And that's something that I, I put back on them as well is they want you to feel like you've learned something and that you feel like you now are kind of you're 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 cued in you're clued into to what's really going on and you'll be able to see the illuminati symbolism in the super bowl halftime show right and the the beyonce holding up her fingers like a triangle over her eye or whatever that was that becomes this thing where you now start to look for this stuff everywhere. And that's what makes the tinfoil hat conspiracy theory thing is that you have people who walk around thinking that there's Freemasons following them. Uh, and it's interesting. It's, it's, it's unfortunate because that's kind of an unpleasant way to live, but in a in a kind of country where the History Channel has shows about Bigfoot and ancient aliens, and how somehow this ancient alien visitation has been kept secret from us, or we just forgot about it, or whatever, it's basically a conspiracy theory television show on the History Channel, and people don't necessarily I don't think they necessarily approach these things fully informed of what our current understanding is, what this person that's telling you these things is getting out of, of what they're doing, and what effect that's going to have on you if you think of your, if you think of your mind as like a, like a beaker, and whatever you put in there, you shake it up, and it has reactions with everything that's already in there. If you want to introduce concepts that make you paranoid right that maybe that that police officer isn't actually a police officer he's an interdimensional reptilian and what he's trying to do is oppress you you personally not hold you accountable as a citizen because you broke the law or as some of these like militia types you know it's it's not about you following gun laws and sending your children to public school which is you know what you're supposed to be doing is what the state is asking you to do they uh think that it's some you know new world order thing that they're trying to you know come in and take you to a prison cell with a bag over your head and you'll never be seen again they're conflating um a role of government as in calling it overstepping and conflating it as a global conspiracy possibly involving jews uh, to deprive you somehow and destroy you. Now, this puts people in a potentially dangerous spot, right? Uh, 
to me, these things are kind of entertaining and they're at least interesting to think about. Like the, the parts I told you, I gave them credit for advancing certain kind of interesting, uh, you know, social parables and social analogies that kind of can help you at least think about, you know, society and everything. But uh, they become more and more popular uh, over time and... They exist, conspiracy theories exist in this space of uncertainty. And like I said before, you, you know, we grant certain levels of secrecy to our own government. And that creates a space in which anything can, anything can be happening. Um, We could have launched rockets that flew a secret mission to Mars and met the aliens that live there and then came back. And it's difficult to know if that's actually real or not. You would be able to, like, again, the only thing you would be hoping for is that there'd be some kind of insider who would have leaked the story by now. However, uh, again, Manhattan Project kind of thing. Like, what is going on at, you know, the Skunk Works plant uh, to make top secret projects uh what is as with like the WikiLeaks stuff what is going on in the communications inside of our military and with this recent story we you know bombed uh, uh doctors without borders clinic maybe because it had bad guys in it but it was still a hospital right that was doctors without borders they were going to most likely treat everybody uh we bombed that now is that intentional Right, and if you look at something like, say, the Arab world, uh, everything that we do there is because we hate Arabs and we're part of the Zionist conspiracy. Once again, Jews are involved, right? These, <laughs> the, these, you know, conspiratorially minded Arabs are something in common with their conspiratorially uh, uh, directed American counterparts, right? Uh, everybody blames the Jews for trying to control the whole world. And there are people who have even claimed that David Icke and his reptilians thing is really just a sneaky way of trying to say that the that these reptilian elites are Jews. They're just, you know, trying to... that he's trying to sneak that by without being openly anti-Semitic. I think that's almost its own conspiracy. <laughs> it's almost its own conspiracy theory about a guy who's a conspiracy theorist. I think it's a little much. But, uh, but you know, the the uncertainty in the world and we're looking for a little bit of certainty but i'm definitely uh definitely running a little long here so uh i'll try to include some links uh check out some of the other stuff that i let i link to you and i wanted to leave you with this this is a quote from alan moore who is a, a writer and an artist and everything and and an occultist so he was kind of into some of this stuff and this is a quote from him. He says, The main thing that I learned about conspiracy theory is that conspiracy theorists believe in a conspiracy because that is more comforting. The truth of the world is that it is actually chaotic. The truth is that it's not the Illuminati or the Jewish banking conspiracy or the gray alien theory. The truth is far more frightening. Nobody is in control. The world is rudderless. Again, Alan Moore. And there's something in that that feels very true to me. You know, I think of something like World War II and the, you know, the the invasion of Normandy and D-Day, what we called Operation Overlord. That was a huge military political strategy of disinformation and making entire fake armies and misdirecting the Nazis and capturing spies and all this stuff. That was sort of like real conspiracies at war with each other to try to take over the whole world. And what happened is eventually is dudes had to jump out of airplanes with machine guns and start killing and start killing everybody. That's what had to happen to stop this giant war machine and push it back. Now you can imply some kind of conspiracy theory as to why this was happening, but it seems more straightforward and chaotic. It seems like a power play by one country counteracted by a power play against them from other countries. And 
the real nature of the world is sort of more brutal and more vicious and chaotic. And as evidenced by the ineptitude, like I pointed out in the last episode, the ineptitude of throwing hazardous waste and radioactive waste away, not thinking that a town could be built near it if it's not you know, handled correctly, right? I, I, where, where some would see malicious intent, I just see absolute ineptitude. It's the same with George W. Bush on 9-11. I don't think it really was a conspiracy. It was just ineptitude on our entire intelligence agency and maybe even the president, maybe Condoleezza Rice, I don't know. I mean, it just is more likely that people are bad at doing their jobs than people being involved in centuries and decades-long conspiracies to, you know, to, to cross you and control you personally. Right? So I hope we had a little bit of fun. Um, I wanted to... Uh, try to leave on a high note here, but uh, that, that's kind of all I got for you. I think I'm, I think I'm out of spit once again. So uh, check out the links below. Uh, follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, step over the GoFundMe page and throw some money at me. Uh, even a dollar helps. And I'm hopefully going to be getting this thing up on iTunes soon. It seems like sort of convoluted process. I'm not I'm kind of surprised that it seems as even as difficult as it is. I just got to look through it again and... Uh, Hopefully, we'll have this uh, available on iTunes for more people. So, with my beggar's cup out, uh, with the GoFundMe situation, and with a humble request to, you know, review all the other information I'm providing with you, or providing for you, and uh, hopefully you like the sound of my voice and the topics I keep bringing up. And uh, hopefully we get another couple episodes out next week. And thanks again to you for listening. Mwah! Mwah, mwah. All right.